0: Welcome to the Two Tone Podcast. My name is Jalen Kale. Alongside me, we got hey, Yo Kale. Okay, we're going. We're going to get this intro eventually. And uh, pretty much the reason that we're starting this podcast is because me and TT are kind of delving into the creative zone. You know, trying to make a name for ourselves. Uh, me making music and clothes and art and stuff like that. And a little TT over there, what you doing? Making movies. Making movies, writing movies. You got anything out? Uh, got one out right now. It's called The Night Shift. And I got another one in the works right now. Where can we find The Night Shift at? On YouTube. All right, bet. Check it out. YouTube.com slash Glasshouse Films 8. Um, I did some of the music for it, TT. And I wrote it. And, uh, yeah, you know. It's nice seeing somebody else delve into the creative side of life and let's get into this song real quick so the two-tone podcast you might be wondering why is it called the two-tone podcast seeing as uh, we look the same but uh, we are half Ameri- half American we are fully American <laughs> my stupid ass we are fully American but we are African Americans biracial there you go that's the word I was looking for two separate tones um, but yeah pretty much starting the podcast just trying to document our trials and tribulations into the world of media and music and film and whatnot and the two of those together, but, uh, Titi, where you, what you've been doing recently? I know you, uh, said you got the night shift out working on the night shift more of a horror film. Are you looking to stay in, in that same genre? Are you looking to make, uh, make a leap to something different?
1: Uh, As of right now, I'm going to stay in the genre. But in the future, I hope to get out of it at some point.
0: Now, what about the horror genre entices your focus? What's, uh, what's the, the driving force behind making a horror movie? Uh,
2: I just like horror films, always have. What about horror do you like, though? Uh, I like
1: how a lot of the people that get into movies they like the horror they like the horror films because like say you want to become a uh, special effects person most special effects people get into special
0: effects because they like horror films and so so it's pretty much just like the popularity of horror yeah. Okay, that kind of makes sense. Um
1: but I also like like the different ways people can get
0: scared. Yeah, there are different there's a lot of uh variation within horror itself. You got like psychological, you got your your gore, you got slashers, you know all that kind of stuff. It is kind of kind of a broad spectrum of uh possibilities that could happen within the movie you know but the uh, the night house the night the night house the late shift goodness i don't even the don't night even shift know, i don't even know what i was thinking the night shift what kind of horror would you say that is
1: Um, uh, let's say it's a suspense or
0: okay okay psychological ish it is a little psychological that's how I would have described it. Um, when it comes to horror, I'm not really one for like more of the the blood and gore kind of thing. I like a good thriller. What you think about a thriller? Thrillers are good. Um,
1: the th- thriller and the horror genre are very, very close to each other.
0: So you wouldn't you wouldn't necessarily categorize a thriller as a horror movie. Kinda There's
1: like very minute differences between horror and thriller. Like thriller, you got. In thriller, it's more of what you don't see. In horror,
0: is more of what you see. But that's okay, literally okay. the only difference. That makes a lot of sense. I'm about to say, I'm just, I'm usually not one for all the blood and gore and all that shit. I could, I could give or take all that, but I like a good, uh, good, a good movie that makes you think. You know. Yeah. But all right, so. You said you got the night shift and you're working on another one right now. Yep. Uh, What kind of, what vein of what's the genre we're reaching for with this one?
1: Uh, Horror genre still. Okay, okay. Uh, what kind of horror? It's a thriller slash psychological horror. you have
0: a premise for it yet?
1: Yeah. Let people know a little bit. Uh so it's based in the apocalyptic times. Um and this guy get he breaks into a house trying to find supplies for himself. Finds a walkie talkie and he's switching through the channels and he f- finds he finds a channel of people that are talking, and so he starts talking to them, but he doesn't really realize that it's just all in his mind. And it's there's people him making it's him making the idea of uh
0: people being there basically that so, aren't there, okay? Okay, I see what you're saying, kind of like um, like a post apocalyptic, kind of stuck in a kinda of stuck in a, like a like a house or something. Or he's just like kinda of in the middle of nowhere and he finds his walkie talkie and then
1: Yeah, basically.
0: Okay, so he just starts talking to people or he finds a signal that works or something. Yeah. Okay, okay. That could be interesting. Um onto myself, I know it's kind of an abrupt uh little it? Transition. There you go. That's the word. Um but yeah into myself. My name is Jalen Cale, as I said, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I've been making music for about, um, I'd say six or seven years now, I don't know. I started it back in sophomore year of high school, that's all I remember. Uh, Me and this this kid, uh, one of my friends, Kyle Baston, shouts out, uh, we started a band called Lighthouse Landing with another one of our friends, Curtis. And we all continue playing through high school. And Kyle eventually moved out to Florida. So I was, I'm still in Indy. And I've just been making music by myself ever since, you know. um, Just released a new album, the Trash Can Collection. That's not really new, it dropped last year. But that's neither here nor there, go listen to it, check it out. Uh, Link tree is scrolling down on the bottom there. Um, but with regards to music and movies as a collective, within the horror genre, I feel like the music within the horror genre is really what makes or breaks the film.
1: Yeah. I mean, you can't have like an upbeat type of soundtrack and have a horror film at the same time. I mean, like, you can have some songs that are upbeat, but you can't have the whole thing be upbeat
0: that'd be interesting to see if somebody could make a a horror movie that doesn't really feel like a horror movie. Like, uh, with, uh, the score wise. Yeah. some of, some of like, uh, some of like the more childish horror movies, I wouldn't necessarily say childish, but like the animated ones like Coraline and, uh, nightmare before Christmas, those tim burton kind of movies they have like almost more of a they have more of like a little playful kind of kind of score to them than uh really scary you know i find that interesting um okay so
2: with regards to
0: making movies outside of horror what would you say would be your next swing outside of the horror genre? Um, or what do you find most enticing outside of the horror genre? Not, not necessarily that you have to make one, but what's another genre that really captures your attention?
1: Historical fictions.
0: Those are pretty good. What's a couple of historical fictions that you like?
1: Um, there's one on Netflix and it's about uh, Jesus Christ. I forget what the name of it is. Here,
0: wait, let me look it up real quick. Okay, so while he looks it up, I'm going to tell you about a couple of my past albums. Um, So, Kyle and I released an album I believe sophomore year of high school called Basement Tapes. He's the drummer. I did the piano and the guitar. And I think I think we went about half and half on singing that one. But uh, as I said, Kyle moved out. And then I released my first solo project called Fruit Lo- uh, Fruitless Loops. It was like sophomore going into senior year of high school. I had... Or no, it was senior year going into the next year after high school it would have been Kyle's freshman year at college. Um but he had given me his iPad and so I started messing around on GarageBand, checking out what all I could do in there. Came up with a set of like six songs I think, five or six songs I can't remember. But uh released that and then I did My next full-length album, it was, it's called Wire Words Hard. Uh, again, did that on the iPad, did that, produced it, edited all that wonderfulness. I did all the singing on that. But, recently, I, I just haven't had the motivation to get into live performance and all that stuff, so I'm kind of looking into, uh, getting into, uh, scores and video game music and stuff like that. I'm actually going to release an EP here soon uh with some of more my more uh video game type beats and stuff like that. So I'm I'm not quite sure what I'm going to call it yet. You got the name of that movie, TT?
1: Yeah. Hit us with it real quick. It's uh it's called The Pale Blue Eye. Who's in that one? It's uh I wouldn't uh so it's Based on Edgar Edgar Allan Poe and this guy, this like uh,
2: detective dude. Okay. Okay.
1: And Edgar Allan or, so Edgar Allan Poe is in like the milit in the military academy, and this detective dude trying to figure out uh, there was a killing. At some point in it, and the guy's trying to figure out um, who killed him and, like, what the backstory is behind the killings and stuff. Is
0: it from the perspective of Edgar Allan Poe, or is it— No,
1: it's from the perspective of the uh, detective, but Edgar Allan Poe's part of it.
0: Okay, interesting.
1: And uh, it's on Netflix if you want to watch it. Um, What did you say it was? The Pale Blue Eye.
0: Pale Blue Eye. I'll have to check it out.
1: It's uh pretty pretty cool. I must I know
0: Sage likes historical stuff like that too. I might have to check it out. But uh to this the the movie of the week you gave me, The Secret Window. What's that all about? All right, so Secret Window. That's based that is a film
1: about this writer and he's write he's written multiple books. And so, it, at one point, in the, or during the film, at the beginning, this guy comes, knocks on his door, tells him that he stole his idea. And so, they have this whole argument about how he never steals ideas, he's never, re- he's never read uh, any, anybody else's writings, basically. And so, he's trying to prove that he's not, he hasn't stolen anything. And while he's trying to do that, his wife, and his, him and his wife gotten divorced before the film even starts. So they've gotten divorced. His wife's already dating another dude, and so his he's asking his wife if he can grab the um, book to prove that he
0: didn't steal the dude's idea and that he wrote it himself. So it's, it's pretty much just like uh the Johnny Depp character is the main character, I'm guessing, yeah, okay, so it's like he has he has this idea for a a book and then somebody like somebody else finds it somehow, yeah, or does he release the book
1: he he released the book and then this uh the guy comes and knocks on his door it's like you stole my idea oh right? okay, okay, but he's like I released it before you even wrote it, and so he's like trying to prove that this all and during that he realizes that the person that's came to him was a figment of his imagination and wasn't actually anything. It was just a character that he's created. Oh, so bro's almost like schizophrenic. Yeah, and then he's and then uh he like trashes his own house and all this stuff and like kills his ex wife and
0: friend and everything. Damn. Spoiler alert. He kills his ex-wife. Goddamn! That is crazy as fuck. It seems interesting. You should definitely watch it. It's on, I think it's on it's Netflix. It's on Netflix, yeah. yeah. Um, but okay. On to the album of the week. You listen to much uh, new music, T2? Uh, not
1: really, but this depends on what type of music it is.
0: Okay, so this album that I chose is by uh, this group or, well, it's a duo uh, called Domi and J.D. Beck. Domi is French. Okay. And she plays the piano. She's got one of those pianos as uh, a two-level. So, like, one plays a synthesizer.
1: So, like, a um organ type of...
0: Yeah, and she's also got the foot pedals underneath to play, like, the bass notes and everything. It's really interesting to watch her play. But she's, like, this five-foot-two little-ass... French girl and it's amazing that she can play the piano so well but she teamed up with this guy from the United States named JD Beck and he's like this uh really futuristic like jazz musician I think you would really get into their music because you like more of the like the older big band jazz kind of stuff it's kind of like that but it's only two people so it's really interesting to see how they can create this such a full sound Just between the two people but it's really interesting like jazz fusion kind of stuff like the first time you listen to it it's gonna be like what am i even listening to but then you know you sit down you listen to it a couple more times and you're like oh this is a fucking pop yeah but um yeah go check out uh (laughs) domi and jd beck's new album it's called not tight uh wherever you find music really um but back into the uh creative process so when you're sitting down to write a new movie tt what is one of the first things that you do within so are you more of a sit down get the script written out sit down get some ideas flowing let it come to you what do you do
1: um usually the ideas come to me before i even sit down so i'll get the idea and then once i sit down i'll just start blocking it out trying to figure out how to put it together and make it a film
0: that's a lot what i do with music too like i'll be sitting at work just you know slinging them chicken fingers as we do um and you know just a little melody will pop in my head you know and sometimes i'll even just hum it into my phone record it real quick just so i don't forget it and then come home and see what sounds would would make that melody even better you know but uh with regards to writing i feel like i have always i've always been like a decent writer i i wouldn't say i'm great or nothing but if you give me like a scaffolding for for the story to follow i can i can most times make the story pretty decent within the middle yeah so what are what do you think is the most difficult part in writing do you struggle with the uh, with just getting like a concept from your brain into the, into the script? Or do you struggle more with like making it look pretty in a, in a sense? Um, more of making it look
1: pretty. Uh, I do have a difficult time on trying to figure out how to end a film.
0: Yeah. I feel like the ending of films really makes or breaks it. Cause I can't tell you how many times I've like paid to go into a movie. And, uh, the ending is just like, what, the fuck even happened I don't even yeah. understand the movie
1: but yeah it's more of a more of making it look pretty cause in like in my mind I see what the story is about but then I have all these like little details that I want but it's hard to like put that on paper
0: I can understand and that. like
1: get other people to understand what I'm trying to say or yeah basically all that I must
0: say a lot of times in uh, like physical art, I feel like it's it's difficult to get what you had in your brain onto like the canvas and stuff like that. I feel like a lot of people struggle with that they have like a really they have a sense that they're a really good artist and then they sit down and draw a giraffe and it looks like just a fucking stack of tires on a horse you know yeah. um but I just find it. Find it interesting the process of writing because I've always liked writing, but it's never something that I've really thought that I could delve into to make into a career. But now, noticing now that uh, well, not now, but me and Kyle have been making films for, well, not films, but little short movies forever. But we'd always just do it like off the cusp, you know, never really had a script unless it was one of Kyle's shorts. Yeah, but I always found it interesting the process of writing and the process of uh getting a script together.
1: That's kind of what I need to start doing. I need to start making films off the cusp and stop trying to punch out script after script after script. I just need to do what, like, just randomly one day, just start filming.
0: I'm about to say, I feel like a lot of the the film industry, well, not necessarily the industry, but the art of filming and the art of making movies and stuff is more of just figuring out what you're good at and, what, like, knowing your equipment and stuff like that because within within garage band as like my example there was so much stuff that i could do in garage band that i had no idea i could do like when me and kai were just recording straight from our guitar or straight from the drums or something there's like so many little nuances that you can put into the the sound of your recording or just like the sound of some instrument that you have but in in uh in movies and stuff the cam i always fucking struggle with the cameras there's so much so much extra shit that you can do on cameras that i have yeah. no idea what to do like I, uh i just set that bitch up press record and hope it looks good you know yeah um
1: being a director type of person You have to find a lot of people around though that know how to do all that stuff
0: yeah there i feel like there is a big sense of community both in in music and in film because i've gone to a couple open mics and you can definitely tell like the people that know each other they know each other and they hang out you know and i'm sure it's like that within the film community and stuff
1: yeah um but like i couldn't tell you the first thing about editing I mean, I can, I could probably learn how to do it, but right now it's just like you did,
0: you did, you did the trailer, and it looked pretty good.
1: Yeah. Um. Also, like with, um, so if you don't know this, I am colorblind. So using LUTs, like how the light is on people, uh huh, that is so fucking difficult. It's crazy.
0: I never even thought about that, but I see how that could be a little, little difficult.
1: Because you just have to have the right amount of, like, you have to have the right type of uh, colors in the light. And the everything. right tones
0: on people. You yeah. got some bright-ass light on, like, some person that's pasty white. Yeah. And it's just, it's a lot.
1: That's just, like, being colorblind and trying to mess with colors is not my... Yeah,
0: <laughs> I, I could see how that is uh, could be very frustrating.
1: So that's why I'm, I, if I can, I'll try and find somebody that knows. I
0: have their- a little producer's assistant or a director's yeah. assistant or whatever. Yeah, I can see that. Um, <clears throat> so with, um, with the night shift. Um, for those of y'all that don't know, me and TT T. work together. You know, at the fantastic establishment of Zaxby's. Um, But we had gotten permission to film inside of the Zaxby's, which was interesting to say the least. A little bit. Seeing the the building in the middle of the night. But um, also with that, we had a couple of our coworkers acting in it. And finding actors in the middle of Indiana is not that easy, is it? It is not. <laughs> yeah, it kind of sucks. You got to kind of know some people that's yeah. getting back to the connecting and the the community part of it. Like, there's...
1: The, the problem with Indiana is that Indiana is literally a flyover state. Nobody gives a shit about Indiana. Big facts. So, you got people that live in, like, Florida and California, and they're the ones that are doing, like, all the acting and being in, like, movies and shit. Right. While people in Indiana were just... Sitting here eating corn every day, you know.
0: I mean, corn do be good. It do be
1: smacking, but after a while, you got to get out there, you know. Yeah, you gotta, you
0: gotta eat something else than corn. Um, but have you have you looked into um, like little uh movie, what you call it uh, like little movie festivals? I wouldn't even want to say festivals, but like where people bring their short films and stuff. You like know what I'm talking.
1: about the indie film fest and all that.
0: Yeah, I'm sure they have one for like Franklin at the ArtCraft or something like that. Uh, yeah, I've
1: I looked into it. Um, I'm I signed up for the Indie Film Fest uh, announcements, so next year they'll send an announcement out
0: to when I can put my film in and stuff. I'm about to say, I think we released or you released the Night Shift a little bit.
1: It was like three days before they started doing the Indie Film Fest. Yeah,
0: I'm about to say it was like right before it happened. But, like, even if you don't even have something into it, I feel like it'd be worth it just to go to the to the art craft or wherever they're holding it at, you know, just to connect with people.
1: Yeah.
2: But, uh, yeah. Yeah. I'll probably go to
1: one, like,
0: next year
2: or whenever I'm, the next one
1: is.
0: I'll, I'm about to I'll say I'm to honestly it. not even sure when they happen. But it'd be definitely wor- worth worth uh, looking into, like the art craft or something like that. Yeah. But uh, a lot of a lot of the shit in the in the music industry is about like connections and who you know. Because I can go and play some like a open mic, but if I don't know nobody that's there, they're not gonna really care about my spot in the in the lineup or. What's going on around me while I'm playing, you know? It's
1: also kind of hard to get, like,
2: um how would I say that?
1: I want to say financial mm-hmm. reinsurance, but like people to help with,
0: like, to make it feel like it's worth making the movie. Yeah. I can understand that, but like in the beginning, I feel like most of it is really doing it for the for the love of making movies and stuff. Cause like a lot of me and Kyle's, I don't even want to say me and Kyle, but Kyle's first movies and stuff on YouTube are just like little, little stupid shorts or something. Yeah. Like, uh, Rico, you ever seen? Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> Check it out. If you ain't seen it on, uh, on the YouTubes, I think he changed his name, but just type in Kyle Baston. Red Dash Rico, it's comedy gold. Um, back when me and him was like sixteen years old. Um, but yeah, it's just like a lot of uh, a lot of day in the life, even stuff like that, can really uh, boost your your confidence. Not only in what you can do with the camera, but like what you can do with editing and stuff like that. Cause I guess you could pay somebody to edit your vlogs and stuff, but I feel yeah. like it'd be more more beneficial to you to uh to learn how to do that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah. And it's honestly not that hard. You did pretty good with the with the trailer and stuff. You just needed to have a little help with the timing, but that's all. And it it's never bad to get somebody else's opinion on something, honestly.
1: Yeah. Um
2: also I was going I was going to say something, but I just totally forgot what I was going to say. The story of my life,
1: child. Oh, I know what I was going to say now. So, for any of you out there, just letting you know. Filmmaking is a great choice, but you also have to be ready to just sit in front of a computer for hours upon hours to write a script and to edit and to do everything else. It's not just going around and filming. You got to set up. You got to do post. You got to do everything.
0: A lot of behind the scenes work.
1: Yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these YouTubers, they just show you the filming part of it. They don't show you any of the backstory behind of how it got to that point.
0: Right. That's what I always found so interesting about media, not even only in, in YouTube and movies and stuff, but a lot of media is behind the scenes shit that you never see. Like, I can't tell you how many hours I've spent on a, on one song. Like I've, I have songs in my iPad saved right now that I've literally spent like months and months just being like, it needs something else. Yeah. It just, it just needs something else, but I don't know what that something else (laughs) is. And so it'll just sit there for months and months. And then one day I'm like, oh my God, it needs a little ding at the end, you know? Yeah and it'll that'll just set it off and I'm like oh that's so good.
1: A lot of being an artist is a lot of behind the scenes work.
0: Yeah, it definitely is. A lot of uh I must say one of the things that I love about music is that you can take it like as slow as you want. Like no like as long as you're not dropping an album once every 17 years, you know, you can stay like semi relevant or
1: not forcing yourself to drop one every month
0: right and i feel like there are there are artists out there that drop songs so frequently that i'm like this one wasn't even it wasn't even good like you could have spent two more months and working on the next song or making this song even better but i kind of
1: get where they're coming from because like the studios are like we need to pump out this music so you can
0: make more money and it's like about this that's also one of the things that i love about being an independent artist is that i don't really have anybody on my back worrying about what i'm doing or how i'm doing or if i have a song ready to go next month or you know yeah but on the other hand a lot of the the promotion of your shit is also much harder because you don't have a label so like i'll only really draw like 100 200 people a song when, like, if I just signed to like some small record label, like, I could get a couple thousand every month, you know. Yeah, it's that's one th- of those. What was you saying?
1: I was gonna say that was that's the same thing with movies. Being an independent filmmaker and being a studio filmmaker, it's yeah. the same thing.
0: it's it's a little discouraging at first, you know, like when you spent th- three months on a project and you got like forty-five listens on a song. I can't tell you how depressing that shit is but like I'm I'm always make music. I love music. I love making music. I love I love the whole process so I don't think I would ever stop like even if I didn't release music out into the public, I don't think I would ever stop making music. It it seems like such a, a cathartic uh such a cathartic activity to me.
1: Yeah. Um being Just being an artist in any way is very difficult being an indie developer or whatever. And being in this, like, having a studio behind you pushing your shit for you to make you more money. Yeah, that's good and all, but I would rather make what I want to make than what they want me to make.
0: Yeah, that's the other thing. A lot of, uh, I feel like a lot of, uh, movie makers. Directors and producers and stuff kind of get pushed into a certain direction in the industry. Yeah, like you'll see, like with the whole uh, who was the person that did the the newest Suicide Squad or whatever it was, um, uh, James Gunn or something like that. Yeah, wasn't so, it? But like, like the that. whole the whole thing that happened with the whatever director that was, I think it was James Gunn. But how he pretty much was like blacklisted from the industry and then the fans were the people that saved him you know like they were like we want him to make this movie you know whatever happened i don't know the the ins and outs of it but
1: um there's a newer movie out called the whale the main actor in that film i forget what his name is
0: i've heard a lot of controversy around this some people say they love it some people say they hate it i don't i mean i still haven't seen it
1: but the, the... I don't know what he what the main actor or the main character the main actor in that film. I don't know like what his whole backstory behind everything was, but I heard that he was like blacklisted from film for a long ass time. And then people were like, We want him to come back.
0: Oh, so he was blacklisted before the whale? I
1: think so, yeah. Interesting. That's what I heard. I don't
0: Isn't the whale on Netflix? Um,
1: I have I don't know, actually.
0: I think it is. I think Sage said she watched it the other. They said they watched it the other day. I'm honestly not sure, but I've heard a lot of controversy around that. I don't even. I've never even seen the main actor from that. What else was he in?
1: Um, he was really popular, like back in the Nine, late nineties, early two thousands. So I forget what his name is. You look it up real quick.
0: I'm about to say I've I've heard a lot of people say that it it just brings up a lot of issues around like body image and a lot of things that are really popular in society right now, and uh, I've I've heard it's very interesting.
1: Brendan Fraser.
0: Brendan Fraser. Why does that sound from probably from Fraser? He was from Indi- He was born in Indiana. What else has he been in? He was. He's been in
1: tons of films, but um, uh, he's. He was in The Whale, The Mummy, George of the Jungle, The Mummy Returns. Uh, Let me see a
0: picture of him. Like, in The Whale, is that actually him or is he wearing a fat suit? He's, he's I mean, he's gotten chubby, but I, I saw that, like, behind the scenes,
1: they'd put a fat suit on him. But he's gotten a little chubby. I would imagine also.
0: it's a fat suit because that would be ridiculous to take on for a role.
1: Like, uh, with um, the guy who played Joker. Joaquin Phoenix, Joaquin Phoenix, when he, like, lost hundreds of pounds just like that. Bro, Walking
0: Phoenix is one of those actors that blows my fucking mind, bro. The way that he gets into a role, it is, like, some of the some of the best shit that I've ever seen. Did you like the Joker? Uh, yeah. I, aren't they coming out with a newer one? Or a new one? I heard the something series? about it, but I don't know if they actually are or not. Oh, so he's kind of bigger, but he's not, yeah. like... He's not what the whale is. That's crazy. But that's what he used to look like.
1: Oh dang. Um, but yeah, I heard that fit. he got like blacklisted on from film, or from acting, but I don't know what it was
0: why he was. That's I don't interesting. know what happened, but Interesting. I'm about yeah. to say I, I don't even really know anything about him, honestly. But
1: Alright, hot take. One actor I can't stand.
0: Hit me with it. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I can understand it honestly. I feel like I feel like or all of John him. Cena. Is John Cena really in any any movies these days?
1: He was in a uh, Peacemaker.
0: I don't think I've seen that one. Is it a movie or is it a TV show?
1: It's a show based on uh, the Suicide Squad.
0: Interesting. I don't think I've seen that one.
1: But yeah, he, him, mm. and The Rock. I just they just
0: I can't stand them. <laughs> I'm about to say, I feel like most of The Rock's movies are just kind of him uh, him making the movie just to make that money. Because yeah. you know he's going to make so much money off of a movie, no matter what it is. But the what irritates me is that
1: most people, like, there's so many actors out there that are pushing to be in major films. And then The Rock comes in and it's just like, oh, it's Dwayne The Rock Johnson, let me sign him.
0: Yeah, it's just him and <laughs> Kevin Hart in some movie.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean I, I like Kevin Hart, but Dwayne mm-hmm. is just he ugh. I can understand it. I can understand it. Um a lot of a lot of his movies are him and Kevin Hart, which I find hilarious. The two of them, like even off cam like off of the movie set, like yeah. in an interview or something, they're just fucking hilarious together. Um one Kevin Hart movie that I love. I gotta sneeze. Ride Along. Ride Along. I'm (laughs) glad you knew it. Oh, I'm so glad you knew it. But yeah, Ride Along is one of my fucking favorite Kevin Hart movies. It is so fucking funny. Him and Ice Cube. Didn't they make a Ride Along 2? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. But um, Ride Along was fucking hilarious. That's hilarious as fuck that you guessed that (laughs) person. But while we're talking about Kevin Hart and comedians and comedy, what is one of your favorite, uh, comedy movies, comedy movies?
2: Hmm.
1: Are we talking like specifically comedy or like it has comedy in the movie? Or it's funny because it's so bad. A movie that's branded as a comedy.
2: Um,
1: I haven't seen that many comedies That I can remember
0: Oh my god okay So I'll go first And while you're thinking My favorite comedy of all time Is RV With Robin Williams I watched that movie so much as a child I can literally like quote that entire movie It is one of my favorite movies of all time I love Robin Williams as an actor And I love him as a comedian He is is one of the funniest dudes that I've ever seen on camera and it and it fucking kills me.
1: Robin Williams his uh There's a lot of his movies that I've seen. But
0: Mrs. Doubtfire, RV, yeah. um Wow, that's but there's sad. so many choices. There's so many choices, but Flubber, Flubber was a good movie. Flubber was a banger. Um Hook, Hook! Oh my God, Hook is so good. Nine at the Museum. Was he in that? Oh yeah, he was uh, Teddy Roosevelt or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Um, Robots. Robots.
1: The movie about the about
0: robots. The animated movie. Yeah, about the robots. He was in that. Yeah. What? Who did he play? Uh, here we That's hilarious. I never even knew he was in that movie. Fender Pinwheel. No he didn't bruh yeah, that's did. fucking fried Oh my god the more you know That's hilarious Do you do you listen to much stand up comedy? You follow many comedians? Uh I don't Not really That's pretty much all I follow is uh, Comedians podcasts and stuff like that R.I.P. Robin Williams though. Oh god But um
2: Apparently, he was in Jumanji, too. I think he was in the original one. Yeah, the first one.
1: But yeah, um, there's so many comedy movies that I've probably
0: seen, but I can't remember. Would you ever think about writing a comedy? Or do you think, do you feel like, since you don't watch too much comedy, you feel like it would be one of those genres that is as a little too far out of your grasp. I think it's just coming
1: up with all the jokes and stuff. I'm not really that great at
0: making jokes. I'm, I'm more that. on the spot person. Yeah. but I'm about to say, that's 85% of my comedy. Not, is just somebody will do something, Yeah, say a little quip on it, you know.
1: But but I don't think I could ever just
0: like write out a whole f- film of comedy. What do you think about com- movies that are... Like comedy specials that come out in the movie theaters. What's your opinion on that? (laughs) Comedy specials? Comedy specials that come out in the theaters. Like Fluffy had a couple and Kevin uh, Hart had a
1: couple. I mean,
0: I get it because that
1: gets more people to see them. But I feel like they could just throw it on to
0: like a a Netflix. or Like they sell it to Netflix and make about the same amount? Yeah. I could understand that.
1: But I feel like in the movies, it's just taking up spots for other films that could be shown.
0: I can totally understand that, too. I feel like a lot of the comedians nowadays are... Uh, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice.
1: I wouldn't call that a comedy,
0: but it is. Um, It's funny, As but some it's, it's definitely not a comedy. <laughs> it's Agreed to It's comedic, but it's not a comedy. It's... I haven't seen Beetlejuice in so long. Honestly, I couldn't even tell you what happens in the movie. But
1: all I can I'll remember is you. them dancing.
0: All I remember that's is about it. Isn't there a scene where they're like sitting at a table and something? I forget. Yeah, that's they when they the start dancing. Happening. Yeah, that's all I remember from fucking Beetlejuice, bro. There's,
1: I've that he's probably part of the reason that I got into filming was Tim Burton was just his films because they were so like different.
0: I'm about to say they're they're marked up as or as uh, horrors, but I feel like they're not even they're not even scary. They're kind of like they're comedy.
1: They're they're like comedy horrors mixed with like adventure mixed with whatever. He's just a mix of everything. It almost is
0: a mix of everything.
1: But he is, in my opinion, Tim Burton is one of the best directors to ever step foot on planet Earth.
0: It's very interesting to watch him. Because I don't even... How the fuck do you even direct, like, uh, an animated movie? Well, I guess his are Claymation, huh? So it's kind of like...
1: No, uh, he's... Yeah, he's done Claymation, but he's also done, like, animation, like, with the paper and everything.
0: Like Coraline and... was that Tim Burton, Coraline? No. Or, um... What was the more recent animated one that he did? Did he do Frankenweenie? He did
1: Frankenweenie. He did, uh... Nightmare Before Christmas. He's done Dumbo. He did Beetlejuice. What
0: was the recent one? I don't. I feel like he's done a. He did, a he's he uh, directed Wednesday. And I, I remember show. that's what I was about to bring up. That he, it's interesting to see the the translations between Wednesday and like all of his animated stuff that he's done. But he's. Tim Burton is in James my- and the Giant Peach that's not recent but that's the one I was thinking of. Yeah, that's a great that's a great film. It is a great one. I think that's one of the first Tim Burton ones that I saw cuz I, I remember watching it as in in like grade school, like second grade or something like that. But I I enjoyed I enjoyed claymation style like that, like Wallace and Gromit or the Tim Burton movies like that. I think it's yeah. one of the more interesting mediums to work with.
1: Uh one of my all time favorite movies is I know some people are gonna be cringed by this, but The Nightmare Before Christmas is one of my favorites because it was like one of the first Tim Burton films I saw and it was during Halloween. So I was like sitting in the house with like all the Halloween decorations, just watching it. I was just like
0: amazing. I'm about to say The Nightmare Before Christmas is one of those movies that I never really know when to watch it because it's called The Nightmare Before Christmas. So I'm like, do we watch it at Christmas or do we watch it at Halloween?
1: I usually watch it at Halloween because it's more, the only time he goes, to, or the, the only time he is part of Christmas is when he goes to the Christmas island or Christmas whatever. Right. But it's more based in the Halloween
0: town. It's been so long since I've seen that movie, but I remember it being good. I remember it also being like one of those, like one of those movies that's like almost too creepy to watch as a kid. Yeah, like uh, like Courage the Cowardly Dog. Like yeah, that show is amazing, but I could never watch it as a kid because I I'd, <laughs> I'd watch two episodes and be like, all right, so I'm not sleeping tonight.
1: Yeah, that I, Courage Cow, Courage the Coward, bleh, bleh, bleh. Courage the Cowardly Dog was a show that I would like watch. Half an episode on when I was
0: kid. Speaking of bleh, 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 um, what's your opinion on uh, Hotel Transylvania? Uh, it's pretty good. It is pretty good. <laughs> it is pretty good. It was one of those movies I think that I wouldn't like, but then I watched it and I was like, "This is kind of funny." Yeah, I mean, it's
1: it's not like anything to be crazy about when you're an adult but like if i was a kid i would have been like this is fucking cool
0: yeah you're not gonna see me in the line for hotel transylvania 2 but yeah or whatever they're probably on like they're hotel on three, three or four yeah, or something I I don't to say. Know. they're probably 17 hotel transylvanias but i'll watch it when it comes on to netflix yeah um but speaking of watching the movies when they come on to netflix i feel like most movies nowadays they don't really they don't really swing for like an original view. They always they're recently just now making live action Lilo and Stitch. Live action fucking live action every movie <sighs> from our childhood, dog. That you is so irritating. Oh god, you I can't tell you and how it, irritating it is to to see all of the movies from my childhood getting made into live action movies like
1: and that aren't even that good (laughs) even if I liked it as a like they're good as animated films but they're not good as live action I
0: can find it like just
1: like Aladdin the live action Aladdin was nowhere compared to the original
0: I haven't even seen the new the live action Aladdin I kind of given up on them because I watched me and Sage watched the live action Lion King the other day. Oh my god. it was so it, it was all right. Like it wasn't even good. Like it wasn't it was it was all right. I didn't I didn't care for it.
1: I the reason that I think that they're doing this is because they want to like they want to change the outlook on racial inequality in the Disney movies.
0: Yeah, they are kind of doing that kind but of But I
1: <laughs> but like half of the population grew up on all that stuff so i mean changing changing it for the new kids is like you're just throwing away like everybody else's experience with those films because of the new kids
0: exactly like you could you could literally sit your kid down on disney plus and watch all of the fucking original ones yeah and have the exact same experience as a child like Even if the parents haven't seen the live-action one, I feel like it's not even worth it if you could show the child the original one.
1: Like, the girl that's playing the new mermaid in the live-action? Irritates
0: me. Why does it irritate you? Because she's black. Fuck them black guys. (laughs) Black women. She's black, and
1: she it makes no sense you're just changing the skin color of an actor because you, or you're changing the skin color of a character because you don't like the original because it was racist
0: i understand that kind of shit i don't i don't understand why they have to fucking change shit like that i get it that like good for this chick to get an opportunity to be in a disney movie but ariel was always some white red-headed chick exactly that's that's part of the character like if If some chicken dreadlocks was the original character, then then cast a black chick as the character. But I honestly don't understand why they got to do that kind of shit. Just being woke in the movies now is. Yeah. It's gotten to a point where it's.
1: Where it doesn't even make watching movies fun anymore.
0: It doesn't. I must say it doesn't add to the story at all. It's just another contentious point to have somebody be pissed because the aerial is black, you know? Like, it's just something that people have to have the. opinion on like I get it yeah we need to stop racism in this country but oh yeah all that shit is valid and everything but it's just
1: in film it the film was made to break boundaries was made to just say fuck this I want to do what I want to do and I want to make what I want to make and you trying to force racism and sexism and over, being overweight into a film is just makes the film ten times worse than it should be,
0: especially when it's based on a film a previous film yeah like if they had came out with a mermaid movie that was completely unrelated to the entirety of the Disney like if if it was just like mermaids the movie and it was some Black Chick as the Mermaid, nobody would have fucking cared exactly like it wouldn't have even it wouldn't have even been a thing like all was- oh, you've seen the trailer for Mermaids like oh it looks okay but okay. since it's it's the little mermaid everybody's gonna have a fucking opinion about it i'm just irritated with all this
1: wokeness and like because yeah wokeness we need this we need that we need to stop racism and all that shit but you're putting it into art when art was meant to push boundaries and like it's like comedy like people hate dave chappelle because he's racist it's Dave Chappelle. He's co- he's a comedian. That's what his job is is to push the boundaries. I'm about to say a lot of times being in, a lot of times in comedy, inappropriate.
0: Yeah. A lot of times in comedy it's knowing that you shouldn't say something and then saying it anyways. Like Exactly. The reason why like I have no problem with coming up to you and being like you fucking bitch ass beep 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 beep. I'm a, I'm yeah. a, you know what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah. yeah. That that hard art yeah. I hit you with it. Yeah. It's because I know I shouldn't be saying it, and that shit is fucking funny just to see everybody else's look, and be like, "Oh my god, did he really just? Did he really just say that?" Exactly. But outside I, of comedy, they, I feel like it's there is a, a time and a place to be woken to be fucking civil rights. You know, hoo ha, you know, flissed up in the air. Yeah. But I feel like they're just kind of taking a syringe and fucking injecting it into everybody.
1: I heard that uh, they're also moving it into, like, candies and stuff. Because there was supposedly, like, a whole pack of M&M's. Like, there's a whole pack that's just branded as, like, green and brown M&M's. I was like...
0: The female character M&M's? Yeah. That's fucking hilarious. I was like,
1: what the fuck is this? You're literally just ruining a childhood because you want to fucking put some stupid-ass racism... It's always gotta be something.
0: That is fucking fried. I haven't even seen that.
1: It's so numb.
0: That is hilarious.
1: Um, and the whole backlash of the uh, the green m
0: and how she's too sexualized. Oh my god! Nigga, Did you get, hear about that? No, I didn't. Tell this me. This was like, like a while ago. Tell me about this green Eminem. This was Eminem, a while ago. How motherfuckers ago. have been getting off to this green M&M. This was like in
1: 2000. I want to say like 15, 16, somewhere around there. What the fuck? But people were like. She's too sexualized. We need to stop with doing this. And like Eminem was like got rid of her for like a couple years, and then now she's back. But
0: that's fucking hilarious. (laughs) I did not even know that. That's fucking fried. Oh, um, that's actually hilarious. (laughs) Um, I forget what the fuck I was gonna say. Um. I really don't know what I was going to say.
1: But I also hate people that destroy history because of it.
0: I can because understand Because of racism that. and all that shit. Yeah.
1: Like, when they were tearing down, like, all the statues to, like, famous generals and shit.
0: I mean, I can kind of understand it, but, yeah, like... I can
1: understand it a little bit, but, like, it's history.
0: It's history, but, you know, fuck the white man, as we say. So... The right <laughs> fuck the right half of myself. Fuck the right <laughs> half of myself. Um, but, um, uh, but yeah, I really don't remember what the fuck. Oh, have you heard the thing about um the Bud Lights? No. Oh, the how they were like supporting like they gay put the, rights or uh, whatever, and the trans women yeah. on the on the, yeah, the I heard the about cans that. of Bud Light. That shit is crazy. It's just, I mean, get your brand deal, get your money, but I don't understand yeah. it. It it didn't seem like the company that that matched up with with uh, supporting a trans activist. You know what else? There's something else that irritates me, and me with it. It's gonna be the last thing, and then we're gonna wrap this up. The reason
2: for, hmm.
1: or the um, the Black Lives Matter movement and everything. What about it? The people that were running mm-hmm. that, and how much money they took away yeah, from yeah. black lives and everything yeah, 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 yeah. um not I... not trying to, not trying to throw some heat, but come on now,
0: uh okay, the official stance of the two tone podcast is that we believe black lives matter they do, um, but the organization of Black Lives Matter is monetarily based, so I'm not going to support that. If you're making money off of motherfuckers rioting and legislation and shit passed, I'm not cool with that. Also, black
1: lives matter. All lives matter. Everything matters. But don't bring it into art. Stop that shit. Let us just make our art. And if you don't like it, you don't like it. If you like it, you like it. It's, it's art. It's mm. meant to push boundaries. Stop, stop pushing your shit on us. Okay? Mm.
0: We're artists. We make what we want. Let me do what I'm going to do because I'm going to do it anyways. Exactly. Fuck your mother. Fuck your brother. Thank you for watching the Two-Tone Podcast.